2: Follow us on Instagram at FromTheShadowsPodcast. We have a YouTube channel. Go to the search bar of YouTube and put FromTheShadowsPodcast and please subscribe to that channel. We are also on the Odyssey Radio Network and we can be found there at OdysseyOne.com. We're still on the traditional podcatchers that everybody loves to listen to us on. We get a lot of feedback, so please rate the podcast and communicate with uh, whether you're on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Google Podcasts. We're there, and we appreciate it when you leave comments for us. We also have a Patreon page. It can be found at www.patreon.com forward slash from the shadows. You can receive books, stickers, coffee mugs, and special content just for our Patreon subscribers. Check it out for yourself and see what packages that we have to offer. Well, that's all I have for you right now, folks. And thanks for being a part of the From the Shadows podcast family. So with that being said, Let's get this episode started.
3: Hey everyone, before we get into this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast, I, we I want to thank everybody who gets on all of our social media and interacts with us, sends us questions, um you know, w- Jason and I really enjoy all, you know all the all the fans, you know. We so we know people are listening. Um and I really like the comments that people leave on all the podcatchers you know on apple on um spotify. youtube yeah,
2: spotify
3: a spotify but but what i really enjoy is we we have this and i guess we could call him a fan on podbe and this gentleman named scooter um seems to really enjoy our friday podcast but man does he not like the midweek howl and uh, he goes on and on. In fact, the last midweek how, this is a quote, and I'm quoting Scooter. Midweek how, Z's, bunch of Z's. So that's supposed to signify he's sleeping. I just fast forward through it every time. And he capitalized every. So so holler, since you're with me at Jason right now, man, what, how does that make you feel? that somebody just doesn't appreciate the time it takes for us to put together the midweek hour for you to tell a story.
4: You know, I have mixed emotions because when you, you told me about, it, I said, first of all, I think that I must know the guy, right? I started I, my, bad in my mind. That's, I, you know, that's I, what I think. That's what I, I, think. I arrested Scooter. I told the scooter story one day, and maybe I'm gonna tell un, unedited x-ray based v- version for Patreon one day. I arrested a scooter and I worked with a Cooter so it could be either one. I you know, I <laughs> normally don't I don't share my podcast. You know, I don't tell people I know about the podcast because first of all, I mean my fifth grade teacher will be the first one to tell you that I'm not funny. I mean she told me that <laughs> for a whole year. Right? Was scooter?
3: So, was Scooter your fifth
4: grade teacher? No, she could have been. Or maybe, hey, he could have been in there with me and kept hearing her say that. You know what I mean? Some of these kids just pair what the teacher tells them. So. <laughs>
2: well, you have to you know. tell us about this Cooter one of these days,
4: too. Well, you know, Cooter was a cop, and I don't want to rail on too bad because he lost a leg through diabetes and some bad choices. But,
1: mm-hmm. but, uh,
4: <laughs> but, oh, yeah, you know, I got 50. I beat him up when we were in second grade at the Pinewood Derby, and we didn't realize we were going to grow up and be cops together. So... Oh, That's a geez. well, I mean that I mean I could tell you 15 stories on that. But back to why this guy don't think I'm funny. He's got to look at himself. You know what I mean? And there's some folks that just can't have a good time, right? God bless them. I'm praying for him. Okay. You know what I mean? But Well, well Scooter, if you're if you if you're
3: listening, come on man, give the holler another chance. But well, but most of
4: all, if you don't have something nice to say,
3: that's fine. Just keep it to
4: yourself. Okay. Well, Are no, hold on a second. This is why I, 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 this is I, I think. First of all, I need to sit down and listen to them all to make sure he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. True. And then true. send them to everybody he knows and ask their opinion. Yeah. That way he can better. gather the facts true. and make an informed decision. So even better. Absolutely. So, Sco- so Scooter, do us a favor, man. Listen to all 50 or so episodes
3: of the midweek. How send them to all your friends send us back the statistics, and then maybe we can make a more informed decision. But we, we are glad that you love our Friday episodes because you're going to like this one with Mary Fabian of the Pennsylvania Bigfoot Project. Hey, welcome everybody to the From the Shadows podcast. I'm your host, Shane Grove, and with me as always is the judge. Judge, what's happening?
5: Hey, I'm just happy to be here. Does... <laughs> in the era of COVID, I'm just glad that we can sit at the same table and and do these podcasts, and we're not remotely doing this. So yeah, yeah,
3: it's a lot Good better to be in the same room. Good times. And uh, Jason, the super producer, what's happening?
2: Oh, I'm hanging in there. How about yourself, there, Mister Host? <laughs> and that... greetings, everyone, Mister Host. Oh, jeez.
3: <laughs> uh, geez. Well, hey, joining us today is a. Uh, super interesting lady. Um, Mary Fabian from the Pennsylvania Bigfoot
1: project.
3: Um, Mary, welcome to the program. Thank you. And we've, and before we went on air, we, we, we already discussed that, you know, her last name may be Fabian, but she is not related to the famous musical artist, musical artist, movie star that, uh, who which was it? Laverne or Shirley, had the huge crush on
5: it. Because his first name is Fabian. His first name is Fabian. Yeah.
3: So, so anybody out there that is as old as us and was
5: wondering. <clears throat> Showing our true age. <laughs> Showing our true age. So, hey, we're excited to have Mary on. And uh, obviously Sasquatch Bigfoot is a universal topic right now. You know, and so we're excited to get other people's perspectives in different parts of the country. We've had people on from Oklahoma, we've had people with, dealing with the Washington Project, we've had people, you know, that's on TV with it. So excited. The, the one thing I know about Pennsylvania countries, there's a lot of black bears.
1: Oh, yes, a lot of black bears. I'm scared
5: <laughs> of bears. So I, rem- I remember it's like two years ago, and I don't know why I did this, but I looked up um, how many. Bears were killed the first day of bear season. It's like six hundred and some bears were killed. And I'm thinking, shouldn't oh. that be all of them? Well, that's what I thought. It's like, how many <laughs> I mean, bears do they have? I mean, seriously, if you kill six hundred and some the first day of bear season, how many damn bears do you guys have? Thousands of.
1: Them. Uh, yeah, quite a lot. <laughs> oh, and they kill uh, people too. I think that they have uh, record size ones here. Also, I think one was killed just a few years ago. I think he was around thousand pounds something like that so yeah, he must uh, be eating a lot of people big one yeah <laughs> eating
5: a lot. is it like, yeah, we, like when uh like brody with the shark you know they cut the stomach open and see what was inside of it oh brother found some guy's <laughs> nice flannel shirt in a backpack
1: that so, should tell you something about the habitat here in pennsylvania if it can support uh a lot of bears a lot of black bear and big ones also but usually they run you know in the 250 range you know they don't all
5: get that big well I think you know jumping into the whole Bigfoot uh, subject matter is you know and, and we talk to a lot of people and and I talk to people off air obviously and and the people that are skeptics <clears throat> that say oh you know I don't really believe in Bigfoot I said well why not it says well you know what would they eat? you know you take a thousand pound predator how many calories a day does a thousand pound you know, predator have to eat in a day to sustain its weight, to sustain its viability. And, uh, the answer to that is, I don't know, (laughs) but, but what you're telling us is hey, look, we got a thousand pound black bear. Yeah. We got a thousand pound black bear. So, um, so let's jump right in. What is the habit? For, for, look, I've been to Pennsylvania. Grover, you've been to Pennsylvania. Jason, you've been to Pennsylvania.
2: Many a time.
5: But, yes. but, you know, we have people from all over the world that listen to our podcast. And so so tell those people, what's the habitat like in Pennsylvania?
1: Uh, well, we are, let me see. I was speaking with a forest ranger about a month or so ago, and he said that 71% of Pennsylvania is Foresty, uh, forested, wow, wow. and yeah, you know, which surprised me. I thought it was more in the sixty percent range, but
5: oh, <laughs> but you some, were way off there, weren't you? You have uh, a lot yes. of egg on your face. <laughs> 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 no, but but you think about it. You're right, and, and I've been through Pennsylvania, and and you get on the highway and you drive all the way through. Yeah. You would not guess that seventy one percent of the the square miles of the state is is forced. And Pennsylvania is a big state. Oh yeah. It is a big state. To to drive from east to west or or west to east, how many hours does it take to go from a long time.
1: Okay, from end to end, that's about six hour drive if you go turnpike, uh from one end of the turnpike to the other end.
5: Yeah, that's turnpike where you can drive really fast.
1: Yes. You can't drive
5: that (laughs) fast because I did get a speeding ticket coming
3: back from Cape Cod one time at about ninety eight. Oh. So wasn't it the magic numbers in 90. a minivan in a minivan too. <laughs> so so Mary, how did you how did how did you get into the subject of Bigfoot to the point where you have this fairly good sized Facebook group and in in your own investigative group? Like how did you how did you get into this?
1: Well, uh Whenever I get into something, I usually do jump into it with both feet. But uh, <laughs> uh, no, whenever I was about 11 years old, I had a sighting. And uh, But back then, that was before the Patterson-Gimlin film. Uh, so I had no idea what it was that I saw other than it was a big guy wearing a fur coat in the middle of summer. But my dad would talk to me a little bit about the wild man. Yeah, that's what they were known here in Pennsylvania, uh, way back when. And uh, and then uh, we'll fast forward quite a few years.
5: Right there, sure. Where did you see what at the time you perceived a big man wearing a fur coat in the middle of summer?
1: Yeah, that was. uh, I lived on a farm in Southern Allegheny County. In, uh, that's located in western Pennsylvania. And uh, I was walking along, uh, th- there was a gas line along the back end of the farm. And I was walking along the gas line and uh, I was heading downhill into a holler. And uh, he crossed over from the woods, uh, crossed over the gas line and stopped, just looked at me. And then he continued on. Uh, just straight across into the woods on the other side.
5: How tall did you think he was? I know uh, from a perspective of an 11-year-old. but
1: Yeah, going way back, about 50 years now. Um, that would have been, uh, I'm only guesstimating maybe seven, eight feet tall.
5: But way bigger but, yeah. than any normal person that you oh, would yes. have
1: seen. Yeah, and he was he was husky also. Yeah, I do recall that, that he was... He was pretty barrel chested and uh, he he was very, very large, built like a wrestler.
5: Did you run and tell your parents that, hey, there's some strange guy out here in a fur coat?
1: No, it took me a few days, you know, to talk to my dad about it.
5: So so you
3: weren't like standing there looking at this thing, you weren't terrified? No. You're just, so you didn't even have the feeling that you were in danger at all?
1: No. Not at all. At that time, it was more, you know, mm-hmm. puzzlement. You know, who who is this, and why is he wearing a fur coat? <laughs> you know?
5: Gotcha. Which is interesting because you mentioned that the uh, the stories that you were told by your parents about the wild man, those those yeah. match up with Tennessee. Tennessee and, and West Virginia also have the. And I'm going to say folklore, but I'm, I'm folklore sometimes is kind of a mischaracterization it tends to mean something's not true i i, I don't mean that but right. but there's similar stories about wild men living in the forest that date back you know pre you know pre-statehood for oh, a yeah. lot of these states so <clears throat> so as a kid you're growing up did what did your parents say about the wild men did they say hey listen if you know stay away from the wild man in the forest he's like the you know did they have a did your dad have his own experience
1: I honestly don't think so, but it's possible Uh, he didn't share anything with me other than just telling me a little bit about, you know, there's wild men in the forest. And and that's all he said. There was nothing about hairy, uh, you know, that they were hairy or large or anything, just that they were wild men.
5: So it wasn't like he was saying, hey, listen, like the, Like we would tell kids today, don't go there, the boogeyman will get you. It wasn't oh. told to you as a means to scare you, to keep you from doing something. It was Correct. more of something historical passed down to you, like, hey, these things, they're yeah, out there. watch
3: out for the bear. <clears throat> and
5: then the big giant <laughs> right. other person. Yeah.
3: The giant, the
1: yeah.
3: Oh, kind of. So, okay, yeah. so fast forward then, you you were saying. "Yeah, Yeah, w-
1: yeah well, fast forward about mm, – 40 years later, thereabouts, uh, I had uh, previously been married, divorced, and uh, remarried and moved with my present husband north of Pittsburgh. And uh, previously, I lived south of Pittsburgh and uh, moved up here into Beaver County and uh, moved into our home. And night times, every so often, I would hear a banging up against the bedroom wall, and something would bang and then one night something woke me up uh just I could hear this garbled, grumbly sound, you know somebody was talking, but it was a grumbly voice very deep, and it went blah, 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 like that, which is what we now know is samurai chatter.
5: Yes. Yes, indeed. So you didn't think it was a bear?
1: Uh, <laughs> at that point in time, no. Uh, it, honestly, at that point in time, I thought it was the ghost of the previous owner.
5: <laughs> I could see where you could you go to that assumption.
1: Holy smoke! And yeah, then I heard. uh, Eventually, you know, time would go on. I heard uh, vocals, some whoops, and uh, saw a head peeking up over the wall behind my house, and found footprints. And uh, something would come by every three weeks and peek in the windows and try to scare me. So,
5: so. You know I mean, something. she just so matter-factly. Yeah, it's like, like well, you know, really? and then Man, he opened they, the door and he made himself a sandwich yeah, and we yeah, had yeah. a conversation just about scotch. And he does yard work. So, I mean, I, I mean it, it, there's not a lot of sensational storytelling here. Not, not, not making fun of you. But, but it seems like to me people, in, like you're doing right now, you're telling this very matter-of-fact. And kind of what we've, we have found is that people who have grown up with a Bigfoot culture... Mm-hmm. do not sensationalize things no. because it's just part of their life. Now, you, yeah, up, it, you know, if you it, had it. some, some, you know, guy that grew up in the city who had no experience, the outdoors and you put him in right. a situation where something big is beaten on a wall, he's on vacation at some cabin and then mm-hmm. something's peeking in, he's going to be animated and he's scared. and He's telling the story But it sounds like this is just the way of life. Yeah, Mary sounds kind of bored with the whole
3: thing.
0: (laughs) Not
1: really. He he made me angry, uh, actually, because he would scare my dog. And uh, he would really terrify her. And she was not afraid of anything.
5: What kind of dog was she?
1: uh, She was a border collie. And uh, she would always lay by the back door, always watching out. And now I realize exactly what she was watching for. Uh, but whenever he would come around, uh, she would start growling and whining very, very softly, and then crawl backwards uh, on her belly up until she was, you know, huddled up against my legs, and she was just shaking and so frightened and that would really make me angry because i do not like inside the the
5: house you guys are inside the house and that's what did you i mean so so we're getting your perspective what was your husband's perspective
1: uh he (laughs) he's a deep sleeper he would sleep through all this
5: (laughs) i mean the next day he said hey listen that bigfoot or whatever this thing's back what was his reaction did he believe you or did he just say hey listen let me sleep
1: (laughs) uh no he would uh it, at first, he kind of well, he never made fun of me or anything like that. But you know, he would try to give the other side of the coin. Okay, well, it could be this or it could be that. Or um, we had a motion sensor light outside, and uh, I would always complain, you know, that it was turned. And I would tell him, why do you keep turning the motion sensor light? It's not triggering. And he would tell me, No, I never did. And
3: uh it, So this thing you know, was so this big we foot both, was turning yeah. the light. Clever
5: enough that it would turn the light so that you couldn't you couldn't see it. Well, no so, wonder the dog's scared. Yeah. Because so, if these yeah. things could figure out to turn the light, they can figure out how to turn the door handle. Yeah. They can oh, figure out how to, yeah. how to So when it looked in the window, I mean, did you get a good look at its face or did you have curtains and it was just kind of peeking through like a sliver of the opening or
1: yeah, I had curtains up, uh, but I could tell by her reaction where he was. And, uh, you know, one night, well, no, it was it was more than one night, I would I would storm out the door and I would holler at him, and uh, he'd go running off.
5: You yeah. are a pure country girl. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> well, when she said holler... I well, kind of gave, gave it away. I mean, did you like cook some hot grease and try to throw it out <laughs> like my grand my grandma? <laughs> oh my goodness! Gran- this is this is this is my grandma grew up pure hillbilly Tennessee. No <laughs> way! It's like we're not you're not calling Mary a hillbilly. No, it's Tennessee. Okay. My okay. my All grandma right. was a hillbilly, All right. and so we hey, had my these, mom uh,
1: was. Okay. Yeah, my mom was a West Virginia hillbilly. Oh so. yeah,
5: there you go. <laughs> so we had these. Uh, so she she lived up here in the north end of town, and and they'd get these stray dogs that would come, oh, and they were menaces. So she would always have some grease cooking on the uh, on the stove, and if those mm-hmm. dogs show up, she'd grab that grease and run out there and try to throw it on the dogs. Not realizing that once the <laughs> grease cooled down, the dogs came back and licked it off. Because well, I mean, it was it would exactly be <laughs> terrible, but, I mean, she never caught the dogs. I mean, she'd go running out there <laughs> spilling grease on her hands and down her oh, legs, okay. screaming, oh, oh, oh. and I'm Goodness. just sitting there thinking, gee, me, Christmas, you know. <laughs> but... But, but from your perspective, I mean, did you ever think, or did your husband ever think, maybe I should just get a high powered rifle. And the next time that sucker shows up here, I'm going to take a shot at him because if I, if I kill him and I got the body, I'm a millionaire because now I'm the (laughs) person with the body. Did that ever cross your mind? No,
1: no, no. I I would have thought that that would be entirely stupid that, it would only piss him off for one thing sorry
3: now did you did you <laughs> not like have a candy gram for Mongo? candy gram for Mongo, yes <laughs> you're only going to make him mad no shooting yeah. you're only going to make him mad so did you <laughs> not did you not have any fear of this creature because of your experience when you were 11 you think or uh,
1: i i was respectful of his <laughs> size and uh possible temperament because you never know you know which way something's going to turn but then you don't bully uh, and, and frighten any of my loved ones you just don't because i'm going to come after you
3: so do you believe, your bare hands yeah do you do you believe that that this uh creature then was purposely antagonizing your dog
1: yeah cuz uh you know they're it, I think that he was getting his kicks out of frightening her cuz she was very visible with her reaction and uh you know he could see that he frightened her and I just thought that he got enjoyment out of it just like any bully and uh that's why he kept coming back
5: so I guess my question is, if this had been a black bear, that would, was, you have would you gone would you have run out running out there after it?
1: uh I would have reacted a little bit differently,
5: and why is uh, that
1: uh with black bears uh, the noise alone hollering probably would have scared it off, and you still would have run away um it's
2: true. We have a resident bear expert over here. No, it's just uh, I had bear at my uh, old place over there in Nevada. Oh. Uh, yeah, they so, come down out of Sierra, Nevada. Um, yeah, you make a loud noise or something. As long as they don't feel threatened where they're cornered, they're gone, man. Yeah. So,
5: so I guess the, from my perspective, having not grown up around bears and not mm-hmm. grown up probably around Sasquatch <clears throat> is that, There's this attitude, I guess, that you had that Sasquatch Bigfoot is not there to actually harm me or to do something to me. He's just pissing me off or aggravating my dog or just basically. He's like the neighborhood kid. Yeah, he's being like, yeah, like I was when I was a kid, a seasoned peeping Tom. that that
1: particular one. But I think that's
5: an important perspective because there's people out there, myself included, they would say, "Why on earth would you go into the woods?" And this is a good segue, I think. Why on earth would you go into the woods to try to find a thousand-pound apex predator? At what point does that sound like a good idea? If I, if you told me, "Hey, look, there is a Siberian tiger that escaped, and we they don't have, very have any sharp teeth, and we're not there's no evidence that this Siberian tiger has ever hurt anyone. We don't have any reports where it's killed anyone." But it's out here in this field, and in this cornfield or whatever you want to go try to find it. The answer would be hell no. <laughs> Why? Because yeah. it could kill yeah. me. So I guess
3: I, I, think I guess the answer is is Mary is more of a
5: man than you are. Ah.
0: <laughs> i <I'm just, laughs> I mean, I'm putting it out there,
5: I've I'm been blessed it. with a strong sense of fear. <laughs> so I guess from, from my perspective, and, and we've been invited to do some go out on some Bigfoot hunts, and yeah. I, I suffer from a serious case of trepidation. Look, I, I'm scared. I get out here if things go south, this thing just ripped my arms off. Well, and, and you should be because we're Jason I'm and I are t- leaving you behind, dude. I'm the slowest <laughs> one here. You guys all run me, <laughs> you
2: but, but you no, think no, about I'm it.
5: So, so, Mary, let me put you on the spot that sure. you know, just about everybody that probably is one of our listeners has heard about you know these chimpanzees that were kept as pets in, in the United States and they escaped or they went berserk and they rip people's faces off and just mutilate them. And, and stuff like and a chimpanzee is a fraction of the size of a Sasquatch. It, it, would, yeah. it would be if this thing wanted to just absolutely rip you apart, it would. So what possesses yeah. you to go out and search for Bigfoot? Uh,
1: curiosity. And I just want to learn more about them. But the thing also about uh, it was that individual that I knew he was a bully and that he would run. Uh, But I knew also I would never be able to corner him for one thing. But uh, I knew that anyone that was cornered would be dangerous or anything. Uh, And it's the same with Bigfoot. You know, you go into their territory uh, they'll try to warn you off at first by throwing rocks or tree tree limbs at you or something like that uh, and whenever that happens I'll, I'll say okay i respect you i respect your territory and i turn and i walk away yeah you know, i don't push them so you've had rocks and them.
5: stuff thrown at you
1: oh yeah
2: Ooh,
5: wow i'd love to hear it
3: so so <laughs> so once you get past the bully then what's the next evolution in your body uh, in, in your experience of Bigfoot?
1: Oh goodness, various places I've gone, all over. Uh, I've been down in Tennessee and Kentucky. Um, have you ever heard of Land Between the Lakes? Oh
3: yeah, that's where the that's where the yeah.
1: Beast like, of LBL.
3: Yes, the uh, guys in the camper, the family in the camper, yes. getting torn apart. I, yeah,
1: I was at that site. I was standing at that site. And So for um, our listeners, I, just give I found us real friends. quick
5: about that story.
1: Oh, you want me to tell them about it? Sure.
3: Yeah, go ahead. You're a oh, guest.
1: Okay. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> now, I'm only going by uh, what I was told by Kumbo, you, you know, Tim Kumbo Baker. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, um, we were, they were holding a um, camp out in that area, and Kumbo knew where that camper site was. So he took a group of us there and told us the story. And apparently this happened in in the late 80s. This family had taken their RV early in the spring uh, to this camping area in Land Between the Lakes. And they camped there and the father and the son were outside uh, setting up the jacks um, getting the generator going. And uh, the mother and daughter, five-year-old daughter, were inside. Uh, the The father apparently was the first to get killed. Something came up out of the holla and um, came up behind him and literally ripped him apart. Uh, the boy ran towards the RV, tried to get inside, but um the um I think it was dog man from what I've heard yeah. uh yeah, got funny. after him and killed him. Uh it ripped the door off and got inside the RV. Uh now from what I heard the mother put up a dog on good fight, but you know, she was killed. And uh, it found a little girl, and apparently they found her partially eaten up in a tree. and I stood next to that tree, got a picture of it.:
3: Yeah, I heard I heard Jody Cook tell that story on the Paranormal Road. Okay. And they've gone down there a couple times to do some filming, and the park will not allow them to film in the park. Like they mm. <clears throat> like the Rangers. On the record, will not confirm anything no. that goes on. But off the record, he has talked to at least three because where's it at? Kentucky, right? Yes. Three Kentucky State policemen who were at the scene, and there's no right. There's no apparently no official record of this happening. No. But these guys, off the record, have all confirmed that it happened the one guy was one of the first guys on the scene mm-hmm. and um now there was a conflicting report that he kind of put that one of the kids <clears throat> they think there was two kids but one of the kids mm-hmm. was never found supposedly so uh, so that's just yeah. a variation of the story because it's all you know Supposedly firsthand from people that were on the scene, but there's right. no written account. There's no police report or anything like that. No. So you're there at that scene, hopefully not looking for Dog Man.
1: Right. Uh, no. She's a
3: Sasquatch girl. Yeah. But
1: the, I have but no the, interest in Dog Man.
3: But the le- but the legend. The re- so what they said was is that part that area was they got everybody out of there in the '60s when Kennedy was president. Right. Okay. Took over all the land, made it a national Mm -hmm. park. The the folklore to it, or whatever is, is that there is a, for lack of a better term, a werewolf den, werewolf family, or whatever you want to call Mm -hmm. it, that lives and feeds in that area,
5: and that's why they got rid of all the the people living there. And so let me ask, so Mary, you were there investigating Sasquatch, though.
1: Yeah, I was there on a camp out uh, with uh, a bunch of other Bigfoot researchers. And, uh, yeah, we did go around, and we found um, footprints from Bigfoot, so they are still there. In fact, we had activity at our camp. What kind of activity? uh, We saw shine, her vocals... Uh, and I wasn't there on the last day as everyone was packing up, but something tore into Kumbos' uh, RV.
3: What do you mean, uh, tore he, into the RV?
1: Well, um, he had an external generator uh, down over the hill, and it made a lot of noise whenever it was running. and Apparently, that stirred up some issues, some anger, uh, because it was pretty loud. And uh, it on the last day, as Kumbo was packing up, uh, it he had put the cord back into the compartment on the external uh, side of the RV and closed the door. And uh, apparently, whenever he was up hooking it up to his truck, it it snuck up. And just he, he said he could see the hand, the claw marks were ripped into where the power cord was stored. Wow.
5: Now is this it a sounds big, like to me That, that, that sounds sounds like like dog, man dog man's been framed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it sounds like there's Bigfoot in the area and they said, Hey, listen, yeah. let's frame this dog man. Let's rip this family apart and we'll blame it on them. Because well, I, well, I I, mean, I know I'm in mean, jest, but but yeah. it's interesting because and I and I found this topic very interesting. And we've talked to some people about this. How do dog men and, and Sasquatch coexist in the same geographical area? They're both apex predators. They're they're right. both going to be competing for the same food sources. Yeah. So and, and both are from what everybody's accounts are, they're both extremely territorial. Yes. So how does the how do these two things coexist?
1: I I think that they from what I heard, at least down there. Uh, I was talking with a local. He said that uh, when the dog move, bleh, whenever the dog men move in, uh, the Bigfoot move out. Really, interesting. Yeah.
3: Well, it does. It, yeah. it does seem to me like every story that's been tied to you know, dog man seems a little more aggressive.
1: Yeah,
5: without a doubt,
3: without you know, than, than Bigfoot. So,
5: although uh, there's a lady that tells a story about a peeping tom Bigfoot, and and <laughs> who went who who has the same name out. as Fabian, who goes running out, <laughs> <laughs> who goes running out. So, so you were there and and found prints and Indicia yeah. and, and and things like that. So, do you ever? I mean, look, there's a lot of armchair. Uh, Sasquatch investigators, people who love to watch the shows, who are never going to mm-hmm. get off the couch or chair and go into the forest. And look, what can you tell those people about what it's like to be in the forest at night and these things are moving around and throwing things and, and telling you, hey, you're in the wrong area of this forest. What's it like? Uh, it's
1: frightening. It's frightening for one thing, because I, I don't particularly care to go through the forest at nighttime. Uh, whenever we do go out at nighttime, I know there's a lot of researchers they'll They'll hike out in the woods uh, at nighttime, and I don't do that. Uh, I, I take things the easy way. Uh, I go in my truck, you know, along with some friends, and we'll park in a good area that we know that there's activity and we sit in our folding chairs next to the trucks and just have a small at
3: the same time
1: unfortunately no you
5: know <laughs> <Are> you serving <laughs> drinks
1: <laughs> um no <laughs>
5: well like just cut me and grover right out <laughs> yeah i like s'mores and you like drinks yes
3: Now, but did you? so they,
1: they come into us they They come to us, you know, we don't have to search for them. They come to us,
3: so how how did you get so so now you weren't out actively searching for Bigfoot when the when the one started, you know, the bully started hanging around your house, right?
1: right. right.
3: So was it because of that activity that you decided you wanted to find out a little bit more? And, yes, okay yeah.
1: yeah, I just started searching around for people in the area who may have had activity and it kind of branched out, <clears throat> excuse me, to uh, other people in other States until I found someone who actually knew what they were talking about, who spoke common sense. And, um, you know, who, because I, there were things I, I, that I knew by the one's activity, um, You you can tell whenever someone is talking nonsense, uh, imagination, what they wish Bigfoot was uh, as to other people who have actually dealt with them. And uh, I I found a group of guys who actually know what they're doing, and I hooked up with them and uh, just starting, you know, going out in the woods, learning from them. And it it just made me more curious. Uh, I I just want to learn more because they are fascinating.
5: Well, from from a daytime sitting in a lawn chair by a truck that you can escape in, why yes.
1: <laughs> uh, well, no, that's usually But from at a, night. Uh, but from so a let's go that. out at okay. night
5: in the forest standpoint, <laughs> no.
1: No, we do that at nighttime too. We'll sit by the trucks, and uh, yeah, like I said, they come into us.
3: So, so you got with these with these group of uh, guys, and then you start going out and doing mm-hmm. investigations. Now, have you had another encounter with one that you've seen one like you did when you were 11? Cause I'm guessing when mm-hmm. you, the one that came around the house, you never really got a good look at that one.
1: Uh, not a real good look. He peeked up over the wall behind the house. So I only saw his head and uh, he was backlit by the sun uh, so I really didn't get a good look at his face, uh, but no, I, I've seen five total, um, counting the one, be you know, at the house. You've seen
5: five separate, different Bigfoot. Yes, that's impressive because you know I think probably there's people that that have been in the woods for years looking have never seen one. Yeah. So is it do – do you think that you're just lucky or do you think that you just have the right technique by being passive and letting these things come to you versus trying to be – Go out and hunt them down. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for, for me, I, I guess it always seemed to me like you, you watch these shows, and I'm not naming shows in particular, but you take a group <laughs> of people. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, you take a group of people and you start tromping through the woods, and I don't mm-hmm. care – how quietly you think you're walking through the woods, anything, everything out there knows you're coming.
2: Oh yeah. So I think the
5: the likelihood that you're going to experience, unless you would come into their territory and they'd be ticked and they start throwing stuff at you. But, but when you look at like some of the stories like terror in the woods and the different stories that I've seen and, and, and weigh people's credibility of how they tell the story It's usually Mm -hmm. people that are minding their own business. It's accidental. It's accidental. They're not looking for Bigfoot. They're just kind of waiting, doing their thing, whether they're camping or whatever. And the Bigfoot became intrigued by them and sought them out. So do you think maybe the reason why you've been so successful is that you've taken a less aggressive approach to to investigating in the field? Or what do you think?
1: It's more a matter of, luck and knowing what I'm seeing, recognizing their movements, knowing what I'm seeing, their shape and everything. Uh, Because let me see, the the next time I was riding in the car with my husband, we were just riding along the road and I was looking out, you know, the window and uh, there's a Bigfoot crossing a dirt lane and uh, he was the biggest one I've ever seen. Yeah, he was at least eleven foot, eleven foot, that and just monstrously huge.
0: Dear but Lord.
1: You know, they're all—it's it, all accidents so far <laughs> that I've yeah, seen. Yeah,
3: that's, I mean, and that's what it—and that's what it certainly
5: sounds like. A lot of people's sightings are. Yeah. Just by accident, you know. Well, yeah. You think about it. You look at the show Finding Bigfoot. Okay, there ain't no mm-hmm. finding to it. It's just no. let's let's walk around the woods. And we never find it. And I think that goes back to the you know there's a lot of luck to it. And there's if you're out there stomping around with a camera crew and six, seven, eight, nine, ten people, I think the likelihood that
2: you're going to have an encounter is incredibly small.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: here's my take on that. I, I feel the same way you do, Judge. I think that uh, if, if you're out there with the camera crew, and even if you just got a couple people out there investigating, for number one, we're dealing with a, an animal that has a superior smell, superior mm-hmm. hearing and everything. Yep. They're going to know that you're out there, if, even if it is a frequent area where they've had sightings, uh, they're going to know that you're there, and I doubt if they're going to come out and say anything.
5: Well there's, no, people they, they about, there's people who tell stories about there's people tell stories Jason about mm-hmm. they're out west and they're they're hiking and the next morning they'll wake up and they'll see bobcat prints all around the camp mm-hmm. where and and then they'll notice that that a bobcat has been following them for days. Mm-hmm. They never see it. Yep. They never hear it, but the prints are there. Yeah. So like you're saying you get something that's it's a predator it, it lives predator. there and an yeah. apex predator you're not going to see it if it doesn't want you to That's and it right. can stalk you and follow Absolutely. you and be close to you and you don't even know they say the same thing about wolves wolves yep. could be following you for miles you have no idea mm-hmm. now, i don't know about bears but
1: yeah it's it's with bigfoot also they are so amazingly good at hiding you know there can be a little dip in the ground you know in some weeds and they'll hide in that little dip so well they'll blend in you know like ninjas Mm -hmm. Uh, they keep perfectly still and uh, they are amazingly fast Uh, I the next one that I saw was in Oklahoma and um, I was out there with my sister uh, with another group of researchers we went out there for a week and every single night we would go out and um, in some pretty infamous areas and we would have, we would see eyes Shine, we would hear vocals, uh, but really didn't see anything. Uh, but then, you know, the one night we were returning from an area called Purgatory uh, and one of the, the guys was having trouble with his truck. So we pulled into a parking lot of a casino, and um, everybody else had their heads under the hood helping this guy with his truck. And four of us were sitting in uh, the one uh, pickup truck. my sister and I were in the back seat and uh, two guys in the front. And uh, my sister was playing on her phone, and the driver... He was sitting there playing on his phone. Now, neither one of them had ever seen a Bigfoot. And uh, Chuck and I, the other guy, uh, we would always kid them, saying, you know, you're never going to see a Bigfoot if you're always playing on your phone. And, uh, you know, I kept telling them, you know, you have to always be aware, always, no matter where you are, no matter how unlikely you think it'll be that you'll see a Bigfoot. Always be aware of your surroundings. And uh, so Chuck and I, you know, he was over in the passenger seat. Uh, We were both just sitting there, you know, watching out the window. Whenever movement caught both of our attention, Uh, there was something ran out between the buildings, ran across the parking lot, brightly lit parking lot. And across the highway into the woods on the other side, and uh, it was a Bigfoot, and uh, he <laughs> he was pretty tall, maybe about eight foot, and because um, his head was um, a little above the pickup trucks, and um, he was just so amazingly fast. It only took him about three seconds to cross that parking lot into the woods, and uh, I. Later on, I looked on a map and I measured the distance and I took the time and the distance so I was able to figure out how fast he was running. And uh, it was approximately 52 miles an hour.
5: What? That is incredible. Well, bears can run 32 miles an hour. Yeah.
2: yeah. We can't outrun a bear. That's not sure. outrun a
5: bear. A horse can't outrun a bear. Isn't right. it? A, a grizzly bear can outrun a horse. Isn't that yeah. amazing? Yeah. So maybe 52 miles an hour. That's crazy.
2: Yeah. So,
5: so let me ask you this. Do you think when people go out into the woods and we're talking about Pennsylvania, Ohio, West Virginia, Kentucky, Tennessee, let's just talk about that area. Right. Do you think people are walking by Bigfoot or Sasquatch and they don't even know they're there, that the population oh, yeah. of these things is such that you could walk, you could be out hiking and be within 25, 50 feet of one of those. You walk right by it. You have no Easily. idea.
1: Easily. Easily. Oh yeah.
5: Now we go back to David Pilates missing 411.
2: I definitely believe that uh, just just like you can walk by deer in the middle of the day, you're out in the woods on a hike, they're bedded down. Unless you stumble on them, they'll let you walk right by them. They're looking at you. So so let me ask you this.
5: Since Mm -hmm. you've been all over and food source-wise, do you think, and this is going to be the question that I think about all the time, do you think – Do not ask the question that you think about all the time. (laughs) So that's oh, this is for big differences. differences about okay. Sure. My but so my the question is Do you think Sasquatch eats people? Do you think they eat people?
1: Yeah, I, yes, I, I have. I, I think so, yes.
5: Then that's all the more reason why you're <laughs> sitting in the lawn chair <laughs> waiting for Bigfoot to come to you yeah, and not going yeah. out at night. Because I agree. I, I think that, look, something that's that big eats meat, that stuff. So. I heard this one time. Maybe they're more opportunist.
1: Yeah. Yeah, They they are, and people make easy prey. So I I heard this.
5: So with bears, if a bear kills a human being, it it, it discovers really quickly how easy it is to get to our organs. Because normally if a bear kills a deer or an elk, there's all these layers of hide it has to get through because bears like to eat organs. Yes. That once a bear discovers how easy it is to get to our organs, that's the only thing it wants to hunt. So you think about it, 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 if Bigfoot is used to eating tough skinned, ripping through hide things like that, and it gets a hold of a human being, how much easier it it is to tear us open to consume our organs and stuff like that, that they would then be like a bear and that's what they'd want to hunt.
1: Right. Well, in some native tribes, their names are cannibals.
3: So that's how they refer to them as the,
1: the yeah, native. Can, right. Yeah, certain tribe. So,
3: so how, how did this, uh, how long have you had the, the Facebook group then?
1: Uh, I think I started that in 2015. 2015. And okay. I, I just broke 5,000 members. So it's uh, it, it went, it, it's grown very, very slowly, but that's quite all right. You know, I'm I'm proud of it. Uh, we've got a great team of uh, administrators, and uh, we a great group of members. They are fantastic. They they keep the peace among themselves, <laughs> which is oh, good.
3: I'm proud to be a member of that group myself.
1: Thank you. And I certainly I-
3: appreciate the fact that you allow us to put our episodes up there for your members to
5: check out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, always. You know, I enjoy, you know, good podcasts and it saves me the trouble of having to hunt them down (laughs) and share them.
3: (laughs) Now, so how much, how often do you get out to go squatching or bigfooting or whatever you you refer to it as?
1: Bigfooting. In the wintertime, I don't go because I'm, quite frankly, I'm 65 years old. I'm not into uh, discomfort and falling, and what a coincidence.
5: Uh, Neither am I. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I anxiously await for spring <laughs> and then I get out as much as I can.
3: Now you, you have to mention the name of, of your group that you told me about the other day on the phone. Cause I don't want to be the one to bring it up.
1: Oh, okay. Yes, I also run a, well, the the Pennsylvania Bigfoot Project is the discussion group on Facebook. And uh, I run an all-female research team, and that team name is Monkey Wench, W-E-N-C-E.
5: I love it. Yeah, that is a great I name. It. I love it. So, uh, <laughs> the mon- how do you come up with that name? Monkey. <laughs> that's <laughs>
2: fantastic.
1: I mean, and, and no, in no way, shape, or form do that. Do I think that they're monkeys? Uh, it, it's just uh, we're all primates, hmm. and I, that's what I think that they are primates. Just another primate, uh, bigger. Uh, so I kind of <laughs> got on that.
3: So can I? For the record, offer my services to write the pitch up for the Travel Channel for the new all-female uh, Bigfoot team called the Monkey Winches.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, but I doubt that it will get on there.
3: <laughs> deep deep in the trenches, the Monkey Winches. How about that?
1: Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> so what
5: kind of following does the Monkey Winches have?
1: Uh, Not real big, and I try to keep us low-key, you know, this is re- honestly the first time I've been on a podcast talking about um, the really? monkey wench. Really? Yeah, so I, this you know, kind of
5: like your secret dark side that, you know, by, <laughs> by day you're a mild-mannered Bigfoot researcher. <laughs> night She's a wench. Me. She's the
1: monkey wench. I'm, <laughs> the monkey wench. A, yeah. I'm a monkey wench.
5: <laughs> Cue the music, Jason. Cue the music. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, it's it's got to be Paris' name. <laughs> so...
3: So what can people who want to join your, your Facebook group, like what mm-hmm. can they expect to go, you know, what, what can they expect to see there?
1: Well, uh, a lot of information because I share a lot and uh, I, I help people. That That's what I try to do. Uh, anyone who has questions, if they want to, Get on there learning about Bigfoot. I'll, I'll try to help them as much as I can. Uh, if I know an area uh, that's a good possibility for them to get out and um, see what they can do to find their own Bigfoot, you know, I'll, I'll give them a, a general area as long as I know that it's a safe area, but I'll, I'll also caution them. You know, because I always tell people, you never know what to expect with them because they are individuals, just as humans are individual. You don't know, you know, if they've had a good day or a bad day or if their wife has hollered at them for not bringing home the bacon that day. So, you know. Or the deer never or, the, deer or the, you know,
3: whatever.
1: Yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Backstruck. Backstruck.
3: now now how many times has somebody got a hold of you on there that you went out and like did an investigation because they were having difficulties with the creature
1: uh a few times uh mostly right here in this particular area um anything further than like about 50 miles out i'll farm out to other researchers that i trust but um yeah, in this particular area, maybe, let me think, I don't know, I lost count of how many times, but uh, three or four times in the past two years. In fact, one of my neighbors uh, contacted me with um, with a photo of, um, of a tree stand that he has in his field. And he found a deer skeleton hanging on it.
5: Whoa! I'm sure I just jumped up there. Yeah. <laughs> so do you ever do you ever invite your fans to go along with you for these hunts?
1: Uh, every year, I offer a annual campout where everyone in the group is welcome to join us, and uh, we'll go to a. active area we've held it up in the allegheny national forest uh let me see this uh last year was in forbes national forest in uh, the chestnut ridge area um can't remember where else Uh, primarily it's been up in allegheny national forest
5: have you been to salt fork state park yet
1: yes yes i love it down there
5: Well, the next time you come to Ohio, let us know, and maybe we will assemble the team and meet you down there. I'll bring my lawn chair. I'll bring my
3: lawn
1: chair. Please, yes.
5: Because I got to tell you,
3: like we went out with Amy Boo. Oh
1: yeah,
3: and it's fantastic. I mean, she's all she's amazing, great. She is
1: great. I love Amy.
3: I I think to go out with you and Amy Boo would probably be the greatest uh, (laughs) Bigfoot team to go out with. I mean, you guys are so laid back and so, like, chill about everything, I think it'd be fantastic. Whether Even if you didn't see anything, it'd be a fun time. Yeah.
1: You yeah. yeah, and I have gone out uh, researching and Bigfooting together a few times. We're good friends. Oh, I all love right. You. All right. Yeah, we are. Yeah. All
5: right. All right. Well, well, for all of our listeners out there, go check out her Facebook page, the Pennsylvania Bigfoot Project. Check, check out the yeah. Monkey Winches if you so dare.
1: <laughs> yeah,
5: you never yeah. know what you're gonna see. <laughs> yes, I look. I'm looking forward to the t-shirt line.
3: I mean, if you had Monkey Winches t-shirts and uh, coffee mugs, coffee, oh, coffee mugs and the little, maybe a trucker hat. Tr- uh, there you <laughs> go. Oh, that
2: would be perfect. Keychain,
1: keychain. <laughs> I, I just make well. I've got them for the Pennsylvania Bigfoot project already, but uh, I'll have to make up a line for Monkey Wench. I'm telling but then you, you got a female to wear the T-shirts.
5: Oh, we have some yes. some models that can that, help that are on
3: uh,
1: standby okay. just
2: Wait,
5: Does Jerry know that
3: he's going to model the Monkey Wench? T-shirt?
2: Jerry might not know. We'll get a, we'll get Elisa and Jerry to do it. I'm you know.
3: <laughs> well, Mary, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your stories. Yeah. Those were some great. Great stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was um,
2: awesome.
0: And, and You're I welcome.
3: strongly encourage everybody go check out uh, the Pennsylvania Bigfoot project. Project. Get page. to the
5: Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Well, go mm-hmm. check yeah. out. Preferably not during bear season. Go check <laughs> out the Facebook
3: page, become a member. And, yes. and because there's there are some really great, like, eyewitness stories on there, there's a lot of good information. Um,
1: yes.
3: So, and, you know, stop by and say hi to Mary. You know, I'm sure you'd, you'd enjoy the company.
1: Absolutely, yes.
3: <laughs> so, Mary, thank you so much. It, it's been a pleasure having you it on. And, Aww, uh, thank you. We're looking forward to uh, Salt Fork State Park. Yeah. Yes. Going squatching <laughs> with you. Bigfoot. Absolutely. going so Bigfoot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, Mary, we'll talk to you later. Sign off. Thank, thank you. All right. Take care. Thanks. Thank Bye. you.
1: Bye. Bye.
2: Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows Podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. Ha ha ha.